0: Leaving Las Cragas contains strong opinions and strong language. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Because you're going to watch Captain, what is it? Captain Marvel. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll watch it again then, so that we can I can slag it off and you can punch me in the face. Yeah, brilliant. (laughs) Leaving Las (laughs) Cragas. Leaving Las (laughs) Cragas.
0: Took the world by storm. Wow. Apex Legends. It came out of absolute nowhere. Who, who's. It's epic. E- no, it's, no, not, it's epic. not epic, is
1: it? It's the Call of Duty guys. It's the ex Call of Duty guys who made Titanfall and Titanfall 2.
0: Yes. Respawn. Respawn. So Respawn at ex Call of Duty 4 and Modern Warfare 2 yeah. team. So Respawn, who made Titanfall and Titanfall 2 uh, uh, after making. coming out of. Uh, Act- yeah, they Activision. had a television deal, yeah. didn't they? Yeah have been making this game, Apex Legends, for a while now. Um, Built off the back of Titanfall, um, part of the Titanfall lore set before Titanfall 1 and Titanfall 2, Um, and it is a Battle Royale game. What did you think? I enjoyed playing it. Um, I'm not a fan of Battle Royale games. I tend to get shot quite early on in, in PUBG. I tend to shoot my own teammates in PUBG. <laughs> um, Fortnite, I cannot get my head around the building mechanics. So I'm not very good in that. Mm. I struggle with the dropped in with nothing, but having to know all of the weapons because you don't know what you're going to get. So I, I, I played it for a bit. I had first game I had, our team came second. And I was like, yes, this is amazing. And then I have never, like, Coming I've right never got right, yeah. top ten ever again. Yeah. I've never got a single kill in it. Um, I just, I just can't seem to get on with it. But I do enjoy it. Like, it's interesting. I mean, look. First, first things first. It's fucking incredibly
1: polished. Mm. For, a, for a free game that came out of nowhere. It's unbelievably complete. Very few. I haven't seen any bugs really. I'm starting to see a few issues with it now. But incredibly complete, polished free game out of nowhere took the world by storm 50 million players now which is just unbelievable Um, but one of the things that's really interesting about battle royale is for games that are really really immediate and arcadey it's a really steep learning curve you don't know what any of the guns do the guns in this i found one of the things that was really interesting is they're not very good visual signifiers so you'll see a gun that looks like an SMG and it's a sniper rifle or it'll look like a shotgun and it's a machine gun and you're like, fucking what the, so quite a steep learning curve unless you play loads of Battle Royale mm. and then you understand the colour system, you understand the perk system, but you, but if, you know, to a newbie, which there's got to be loads on this because there's 50 million players, pretty steep learning curve. The thing that I, I wanted to bring it to Battlefield, I know I bring everything to Battlefield, but I'll get to that at the end, but, The thing that I find about Battle Royale, so Battle Royale has taken the world by storm, right? Mm. Why do you think that is?
0: I think that it's the immediacy of the game and the level playing field. I think it's it's like everything that a slot machine is. That's exactly where I was going to go. Yeah, it's exactly where I was going to go. It's it's a slot slot machine. machine. It's you, you drop in, you get your loot, you engage in in. Like a fight, which you lose or win, and then you engage in a series of these battles until you know. And it's 20 minutes a game, max. Yeah. And then you can play one game and put it down, or you can always get that. I got a little bit further that time. I'll play again. Or "Ah, I I went out like in the first five minutes, in the first minute of the game. I can do better than that. So it's that it's the two loop. You either do really well and get and go. I can do better, or you go you come out really early and go no i can't lose i can't leave on that i have to play again that's exactly right yeah
1: that i mean that is exactly where i was going to go with it it's a slot machine and i think so i it's it's enjoyable gameplay you know it's smooth to get around and the guns feel nice but the game the gameplay is only one of two things Mm. you're either searching for something good or you're in a gunfight that is never quite as satisfying as it's going to be in your mind. Yeah. Because you either get the drop on them really quick and they're damaged you finish them off, they get the drop on you and they finish you off, or you're in the middle of a fight mm. and a third team comes along and finishes you both off. Yeah. You know, you do every now and again, one in 10 games, you'll get a really satisfying, oh, I was totally in control of that, I yeah. got a wicked headshot, blah, blah, blah. But that loop of how quickly you can get back in when mm. you die And how short the games are Mm. and the fact that you've got this jumping out of a plane and flying down and in that time anything can happen you might walk in and you'll find a gold mastiff and a Mm. gold shield or you might not find anything and it's that unknowing quantity that builds the expectation that it is gambling addiction Mm. that's all you're not i'm of the impression you're not enjoying it as much as you think you're enjoying it in the minute-to-minute gameplay what you are being promised and i think it's the same thing with football, people who mm. I don't like football at all, but people who are really into football, it's the not knowing who's going to score that first goal. Yes. It's that promise at the start that this might be the one where your team get five goals. Actually, watching football is fucking boring. Yeah. It's really boring if you remove the expectation, mm. you know. And I think with this, that expectation that this might be the round where you go on a ten kill streak, or you pull off that sweet headshot, is getting people addicted. To battle royale, whereas I, I, I don't play any games where you have to level up. Mm. I don't play any games where you have to unlock. I play games that have zero progression, and I really like those. One thing I do like about Apex is there's no real progression. Everything's on the on the board. Yeah, you know, and you've just got to find it. With Battlefield, I don't do any of the daily perks. I don't do. I, there's still guns in Battlefield Four I haven't bothered unlocking yet because mm. I've got all the tools I need. I just play because. I enjoy the moment to moment gameplay yeah. immensely. It's satisfying. Whereas running around looking for a gun isn't particularly satisfying. And the gun—the gunplay is crisp, and the, you know, the netcode's nice, and the traversing's nice, but it never plays out as satisfying as you think it is. Mm. But if you die, you can be back in a game in a minute. Yeah. And it's just gambling addiction. And, and even if you die,
0: because you are progressing on towards your next loot box or you're you know to get more uh currency to buy the skin that you want yeah. there is always some full momentum and i mean yeah. i know in in fortnite there's some some zzzz yeah.
1: to reel you in
0: so you know even if you're you're not winning matches you're still working towards something yeah um i really what i really like is the hero based nature of it like you have characters with roles and different abilities and i think that Delivers something new that we haven't seen in in any of the other I mean, Overwatch does that, doesn't it? Yes, but I mean, that's the only one. Yeah, it's it's the
1: first time in Battle Royale. And it does really add a lot, Mm. and the combinations can be really quite clever. There's
0: things like Realm Royale that had it. Um, Oh, I didn't. So that's, um, again, it's an early access beta game which had like, um, you know, fantasy based class systems. So, fighter, assassin, mage that engineer, yeah, yeah, yeah. those yeah. kind of things. But this, is, this leads me on to another point, is our expectations of games at launch. And I mean, you, you said it right at the beginning there, that this game came out fully formed and polished yeah. and finished. It, it, it didn't do beta, it didn't do early yeah. access. Like, uh, all of the other games were in early access for years. Pl- PlayerUnknown's uh, yeah. Battleground was in early access for years this came out and and we, everyone was shocked and they're like what no early access it's finished and it's polished and it works when did we stop expecting yeah, that as games the, to work yeah about, yeah I, when did that become yeah oh wow there's nothing wrong broken about this yeah yeah same but it's same thing like fallout 4 and anthem those games as a service is you know they're trying to they're selling us a future yeah but. That doesn't negate the fact that they, they need to give us something worth the, the, yeah, 60, the $60, you know, yeah. the 50 quid, that we're going
1: we're gonna to pay for I it. paid 80 quid for Battlefield Five, and it was a fucking shit show. So that was, I was going to ask you just your opinion on this. A bit of, bit of a conspiracy theory. Battlefield is one of EA, EA's biggest franchises and yeah. they really, really, really fucked up the launch of Battlefield Five. It was supposed to come out in October. It came out in November. Yeah. It, buggy as shit. Mm. No content. Uh, You know, promised features that, you know, that aren't in there, the traversing and the jumping, rolling and all of that sort of stuff. So, feature stripped, um, no maps, no guns, buggy as shit, glitchy, graphical glitches, really bad draw distance, fucking amazing game, don't get me wrong, but obviously not finished. Yeah. And it made me wonder, like, why the fuck, in the Christmas period when it's so busy released right alongside another big shooter but i can't remember what now released right alongside red dead 2. yes so i was like why are ea throwing away one of their biggest franchises when it's clearly not ready the buzz isn't there mm. they haven't rebuilt and saved from their terrible uh, demo trailer that they released at e3 why are they doing this to one of their biggest franchises do you think that they had to push it out in quarter four 2018 because they knew Apex was coming because Apex is EA as well, we didn 't know
0: anything about apex like, i i don 't think that 's the case. I think with Activision and EA we're at a point where these companies are so big that they have the the power of the investor, and what if they tell the investors in you know we 're releasing in quarter four uh and we'll get a, we'll see a massive influx of cash when this this goes out if they say we're pushing it back to quarter what q1 next year their investors are going to be like well we we know we were expecting the money now no i know that, yeah. that but that
1: happened, you know i used to work at disney and that happened all the time with dis it didn't happen mm. all the time but every now and again you'd have to make a terrible decision mm. to move something a quarter and it is really really hard to talk to the shareholders about that but i think you know the shareholders not with Battlefield f- 5 but with Battlefield 4 the shareholders sued EA yeah. for fucking the re- launch up on that where they said you should have pushed it 4 months mm. so they sued them for not pushing it because they released a broken game yeah so i just wonder if they
0: looked but, at- but the thing is if they'd have pushed it a month uh, if they'd have pushed it 4 months and it had done badly they'd have sued them anyway yeah but
1: it might not have done badly
0: the only reason it would do
1: badly is because they know they've got yeah, Apex. But in- did it? But did it do bad? Well, it, it sold three million less copies than the Battle One, about, which is big. Three yeah. million. It sold, so it sold seven million copies. Yeah. But seven million instead of ten is thirty yeah. percent. That's a huge drop off. But like nothing else came out in February mm. really except Apex. So if let's say Apex doesn't exist. Battlefield Five can push to February and have the whole release window and mm. be finished and have had four months extra buzz. Mm. But EA can't make that move, probably because of the shareholders, but also potentially because they know they've got this potentially well, they, giant Battle Royale
0: game to well, come. And they had Black Ops coming out shortly after. When did Black Ops That's come Activision. out? That's Activision. Yeah, but when did Black Ops come out? Uh, the same month as... The, uh, Call of, the Call of Duty,
1: Red Dead yeah. and... Black Ops. Battlefield all yeah. came out
0: in November. But that's the thing. If they'd have pushed it, everyone, like, they would have lost a lot of their audience to Black Ops. No, they wouldn't. They'd... I think they, I think no, they I think not I... their core audience, but I think a lot of no, potential I disagree with that
1: because play. nobody's playing Call of Duty anymore. Mm. So they buy Call of Duty, mm. Call of Duty runs its course, then Battlefield comes out. I think they would have picked up more if Apex wasn't in the way. Yeah. So if you've got no Apex, Call of Duty comes out in November, everyone plays four months of it, realises it's the same old bullshit, then in February they've got nothing to play. Battlefield Five drops, it works, they've built the buzz back up, it reviews well, we've got a game to play. But they can't do that because they know they've got Apex. I, I might be talking out of my ass. it might just be the shareholders. But yeah. I just wonder, there's a part of me, because I remember in November going, why have you fucked one of your biggest franchises? Why have you done this to it? When you, you know that the buzz was poor, you know that the pre-sales were poor, you know it's unfinished, Call of Duty's coming out, Red Dead... It was Call of Duty one weekend, then Battlefield, then Red Dead the next weekend. It's like you're, you're, burying, your, you're burying one of your top franchises. And then as soon as Apex dropped, I was like, ah, you couldn't move it, could you? You know, it, it might, be, it might mm. be bullshit, but it there, there makes a
0: logic, there's a but sense to it. I, if, if that was the case... I think they would have moved Apex. <coughs> I think no, because it, Apex has the potential to be their biggest fr- non-FIFA franchise. They didn't franchise. know that at the time. No one p- could predict what would happen with Apex.
1: No, you couldn't. But
0: it's well, a, so it's a if, free, super polished battle royale game. If you believe the, if you believe the guys at Respawn, EA didn't want it. Though I don't really think that's true. Yeah, it's interesting. You'll never know the truth behind
1: that story. But if you look at, they would have never guessed fifty million players. But Battlefield 5 across all formats is seven. Apex across all formats is 50. If they're going to get, let's say they get five times the revenue from that, from all of the buys and stuff that they would from Battlefield, then all of a sudden that decision starts to make a bit of sense. They they never knew it was going to hit as hard as it did. No, but they might have guessed for 12 million it's still a free hyper polished first person shooter of the most popular genre
0: but they all, might have guessed but 12 also, million also going up against a juggernaut like fortnite which people are all super invested in like they were going for you know it could have been crushed by fortnite like people could have just gone played it a weekend and then gone actually i don't want to like start from scratch i will go back to fortnite. yeah
1: yeah yeah of course they could have happened mm. A company like EA will have done shitloads of market testing. People will have played that game, signed up to NDAs. They would have seen that people liked it. I bet you in their financial projections, it wasn't less than 5 million. That, you know, I bet you, there's just no
0: way. Nobody gets it that wrong. They spent so much money on on influencers as well. They bought so many streams when it first came out. Right, Like, everyone was playing it.
1: They knew they were onto a winner. Maybe not this monster, Mm. but they knew they were onto a winner because it's a good game and it's free. Yeah. And it's in the most popular genre. Like, there's, you know, they they knew it was going to work. I reckon they probably thought they were going to do 10 million units. And if they do 10 million units of that... Versus probably they had projections of six for Battlefield. Why would you move your six into your 10 window? You wouldn't, do you know what I mean? I reckon Battlefield might have got sacrificed. I might be wrong. Battlefield's my
0: baby, and I'm just fighting its corner, and I really, really want it to succeed. Again, if nobody was waiting for Apex and you knew you had something that was going to break the mold, and there was nothing else. Like coming out What you could push Apex, four yeah, push Apex for yeah, months. Yeah, you push Apex for months. Nobody
1: don't... knows it's coming. No, I know, but they don't, you never push. Your, your... The thing is, the thing, the reason they never push mm. is in case you get Apexed which will probably go on to be a turn. If you go, I will release in June, and then in May, some cunt comes out. You know, I bet you, Activision and Take-Two and all of that are absolutely screwing about the fact that, oh, we're doing a Beyoncé now? (laughs) Like, we're just going to drop on each other, are we? Like, are you going to, you know, if if you're lining up your new bloody whatever, your new whatever movie for Christmas, and then... Star Wars just suddenly announce a new oh we're releasing this tomorrow you're like we're doing that to each other now <laughs> he's, he's going to stab me in the back like that so it'll be interesting to see what kind of play out that has is if we're just Beyonce each other now and mm. it's like oh here's a whole new album sorry everybody else who'd spent four months marketing their release you know tough shit yeah um, I don't know yeah it's just, it just always wor- concerned me that it's like why have they done Battlefield this wrongly yeah, And uh, now I'm like, yeah, maybe that had a play. I'm sure it at least had a play in it.
0: I mean, yeah, and I, and I mean, and going back to... It's not just in the Battle Royale scene, but, like, I played the, the Division 2 beta, as we yeah. talked about earlier, um, and looking at Fallout 76, uh, which is going to do irreparable harm to Bethesda, Yeah, um, and Anthem, which is going to do a lot of harm to bioware because it's it's paper thin it looks pretty but the story i stopped playing because the story made me angry (laughs) because the story was so bad it made me angry right they have they have put in every like this this town this little market thing is full of the most kooky characters you can get and, you know, you have to go and talk to them all because right. they all have this story which is just absolutely nonsensical. that doesn't matter at all. And you have these, like, two options to, of dialogue which doesn't make any difference. Um, and there's, there's only one character I met that was actually a, any interesting story, and it's this woman who thinks you're her son. Like, everyone says her son's dead, but... And just that, the unfolding of that story, and as, she, as you help her you know, come to terms with the death of her son and you find out what actually happened as her memories come back. That was engaging. That was right, really good. Right. The rest of them are utter shit. You know, you have two two vendors that have this mechanic um, that you can access their shops from your in-game menu. You don't have to go to them to right. talk to them. And they're cash shops. And the the two of them are basically... Everything they say, all their voice lines, which you have to listen to because they get a little bubble above their head to say they have something to say to you, always come back to, we've got some good deals right, here, right, remember right, to have right. a so look in the
1: shop. Your time. And it's
0: like, oh yeah, you're, that, you're really pushing me to go to the shop and hear about the shop every single time I come into town. Um, but yeah, the main, the main story was. You were talking about the division.
1: Why are you now talking about anthem?
0: Because it gets me angry. Like, right. Right. The, yeah. So the, the anthem was awful. I I paid 14 pounds to have the early access, and I played it for for two weeks, for like two three weeks, and then I was done with it. But good looking. It looks beautiful. The flight model is amazing. I you feel like Iron Man. Like. If they could get... The Bioware need to go to Marvel and go...
1: Yeah, let's, let's make a game for Let's you, make an yeah, Iron yeah, Man game. Yeah, but
0: we won't write it. Yeah. <laughs> send, send us a decent writer and, and we'll make an Iron Man game. Because it was, it was brilliant. But then I played Division. I'd never played Division 1 I and, I, and I didn't think it would appeal to me. But there was a free beta weekend, so I thought I'd best try it just to say that I had. Yeah. Loved it. Really, really loved it. The the, in, the, the character interactions was good. Um, the story is not spectacular, but it, it 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 kind of rather than just delivering you the whole story in a cutscene, the kind of the idea of being this person that goes out and clears areas, you know, to protect the people, yeah. like still living in DC really hit home. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the little interactions. The AI is fantastic. Not just the enemy AI who, as the difficulty ramps up, don't just get more and more bullet spongy, actually deliver more tactics. Yeah. So they get, they get like, as the difficulty goes up, they start using grenades. You know, they start using the, the tech that you're yeah, using yeah, against yeah. you. Um, they they have ones that that rush like melee ones that rush you. Yeah. Um, while other people like somebody will go around and start taking pot shots from behind you, and when you turn to deal with them, yeah. melee character will rush you, and you're just like, where the fuck. fuck is this coming from? That's nice. And you have this like back and forth through through the missions, um, but also in the open world section of it, it's the friendly AI. So you have like control. You set up these outposts or the you know these checkpoints that you take from the bad guys and then the good guys come in and, and man them and then they start patrolling the area and you can be wandering around and you can get see a firefight going on between the good guys and the bad guys you go in and help or you could be fighting the bad guys and then a patrol of good guys can randomly run in and help. Right, right. And they're actually effective. Like I I sat back and watched them taking on these guys and occasionally when someone tried to sneak up on them I just sniped. And I just kept, I kept them from being overrun, and they took out the bad guys. Oh, nice. Um, It took longer than it would take me to take them out, but it was nice to see... Were you playing
1: with other players, or were you playing on
0: your own? Sorry, I was playing with other players. You can run the story, you can run it on your own.
1: Yeah, I completed the first one. I Mm. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it up until, you know, the sort of hard mode or the extended Mm. game or whatever, when it became really bullet spongy, and the AI wasn't... I was expecting from the demos and all of that, what it sounds like they've worked on in two, which is clever AI rather than, oh, I just take more bullets now, you know, but it never seemed to get that you'd get, there were maybe in the division one, there was maybe four different types of bad guy and they all kind of played the same. You know, you get the occasional rushy people, but I enjoyed it for what it was, beautiful looking, interesting Mm. world, nice squad-based mechanics. Yeah. Um, But it was just like, as soon as I'd done all of the areas, I was like, okay, I'm done with this now. And I wasn't going to bother with the second one, but after this, I think I will because I do like a cover shooter Yeah, and they are gorgeous to look at. Um, So I'll I'll probably pick it up. I got offered, you know, Mm. he offered me a code for Anthem and I, you know, I just read the Rotten Tomatoes or whatever the Metacritic, and he was like, "Do you want a free code for Anthem?" And I was like, "No, no, really." <laughs> you know, give it to someone who'll use it. Yeah. I think that's probably the most damning review that
0: you can you
1: can get for that.
0: Because it... yeah, I, I watched I watched people because in that that first two weeks, like a week of early access and then a week of non early access that I played it, I watched people. Hammer it to thirty, and then grind all the way up to, to the highest level, and then, you know, beyond the story mission, it's just running the yeah. same thing again yeah, and yeah, again yeah. and again, and it's, and it doesn't seem to be any, any kind of expansion of it, and this is the thing that I like about Division too. They they talked about they did a, a dev blog the other day. Um, which is something apparently brought in from Division 1 because it was, you know, they had issues with Division 1 yeah. and they instigated this, like, catch-up with the with the, the community to kind of ins- tell them, yes, we hear what you're saying, we know this is what we're fixing next, this is what we've already yeah. fixed. Um, so they they did this one about end game content and it's not just you get to the end and then you've got these, then you go, here is a lot of activities, go and repeat those over and over again and get better gear. it's It's, you know it's a series of things that you do that dynamically changes depending on which order you do them yeah in. that's nice and and then it's not just that you like just repeat it over and over again you do them in a separate order and it kind of it's kind of like a uh it's a progression of the story yeah so even all the way through gearing though it's not main story missions it's still a progression of you know you still have purpose like a story based yeah, yeah, yeah
1: completely i remember when um when Microsoft were developing Crackdown 1, and they never followed through on this game mechanic, but I remember reading a preview in Edge, and the game mechanic was going to be really, really fucking smart, but they obviously just couldn't get it balanced. There's five zones in Crackdown 1, all run by a different gang, or all run by the same syndicate, but different sects of the gang. And it's so, and the world is completely open, and there's no levelling as such, although you can get extra abilities and stuff like that as you progress. Um, and so the world is completely open. You can go wherever you want, and you've got to destroy these five um, zones and then take on the big bad. Mm. And each zone controls an aspect of the syndicate's power. So there's the the vehicle plant zone, where if you go and wipe that out, of the, then they don't get better cars throughout the course of the game. And if you go and do the armoury section they don 't get better weapon you know you can mm. so if you try when you try and attack the first base there's cannons and there's motorbikes that can run up walls and there 's all of that but as you slowly knock down each region you knock down a specific part of the defense yeah and eventually it'll all come tumbling down didn't it didn't work out that way it just ended up as five zones they obviously you know uh, just couldn 't get it working right but I always just thought that was a really really clever way where if you 're going oh actually this part of the of the game is annoying me the most you could do that bit first and get it out of the way yeah and then you the game would have replayability because you could do it in a different order and have a different style of gunfight you know and i just thought yeah that would that, that would be really really clever and nobody's nobody's ever attempted that since that i can see yeah you know and it just yeah it seems like, I, I definitely think play not play a feedback but your level of control over the way the game plays is severely lacking in many many games yeah. where there's a linear progression whether it's leveling up whether it's story or whatever and minute to minute your Actions and your reflexes react to the gameplay, but nothing ever really has an overriding effect on, yeah. you know, I, I don't play a lot of RPGs, so maybe it's more prevalent in RPGs, but certainly yeah. with still with Grand Theft Auto, after all this time, it's like, well, I can't actually change the story yeah. in any way, you know, and I definitely think that's missing. Let, let's wrap it up.
0: Leaving Las Vegas starred Craig Tui and Colin Wallace and was produced by Craig Tui and Colin Wallace. Audio post-production and sound design by sound Matt Dempsey.